Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Telich Talks. The man is Monte Gaddis. He is a Cleveland Central Catholic graduate who went on to play college football. He even tried to get a tryout with the Cleveland Browns and did it in an unconventional kind of a way. He's a persistent individual who got involved in the sport of rugby and now is kind of singing the praises of that sport in trying to get people around Cleveland and all over to understand the meaning of rugby and the excitement that that sport can bring to Northeast Ohio. And all the while, he is empowering young people with many abilities, not just in sports, but coping with every day-to-day kind of thing that happens in our society. He's got a tremendously positive outlook on life And I think he's an infectious kind of a individual who wants the best for others. He lifts people up. And so I thought you'd have an opportunity right now to uh, sit down and listen, wherever you may be, to a little conversation with Monte Gaddis on this week's edition of Tellage Talks. And we are off talking to Monte Gaddis. Monte, what a journey you have had. First of all, Cleveland Central Catholic. Yes. Pretty big on the gridiron there as you had dreams of playing big-time college football. What happened then? Yeah, so after Central Catholic, um, I walked on to the University of Maryland, had a great time there. Um, to be honest, I just really didn't have any guidance into going to a D1 um, college. Went there, played three games, uh, won a bowl game. But the academic part, that's when I um, you know, I left school due to academic failure. So I had to leave that Maryland. Went to Dean College for a year, got everything straight, ended up winning defensive MVP, winning the bowl game, and that's when I got my scholarship to Towson University for my last two years of college, where at Towson, um, I really excelled on the football field, uh, being a team captain, defensive MVP once again, going to the national championship, not winning, but also having you know talks of being in the NFL too, so mm-hmm. I had a great career there. Yeah, you had a great career at Towson, and, but after that, you had those dreams, as you mentioned, yes. but they didn't work out, but you got kind of daring. What what happened uh, here in Cleveland? So here in Cleveland, I, after Towson, actually, I went overseas to play football, played there for six months in Poland, won a national championship, but I came home and I just really wanted to play American football at the highest level. I really believed that I could play with the best of the best, so I did a marketing stunt where I stood out at the Browns practice facility in Berea. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yes. I had a sign just sitting there, you know, ready, just ready for an opportunity. You know, I let them know my stats and everything I've done. And I was just a Cleveland native, just ready to, you know, get that trial and just see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And everybody noticed you. As I recall, we did a story on you, all the other TV stations. But you didn't get the dream, mm-hmm. you know, to play in the NFL. Right. So you, you continued along the football path before you got to the rugby start. Yes, yeah, so I continued along. I ended up playing indoor football for the Iowa Barnstormers, the same team Kurt Warner played for. Mm-hmm. Awesome experience. Ended up playing in four games before I got released. You know, that was my first time getting cut, especially on the professional side. It was re- real different for me. And that's when I got the opportunity and the call from Rugby League. So what did you know about rugby at the time? Um, I actually was looking at rugby, just seeing uh, just seeing it's a different game. You know, I used to play a game called Dino Man, you know, where it was kind of similar where you throw the ball back and run. So I was always looking into it. And a funny story, 
back in 2014, me and my friends were playing a demo on PlayStation 2, and it was <laughs> rugby. And I knew some of the players just off of playing. And I was winning those games against my friends, so it's a funny story. So uh, a lot of folks that don't know the the way that rugby is constituted, how it works, there's actually several forms of rugby. Yes. Without getting too far into the weeds, give us the breakdown yes. here if so, you can. So there are two forms of rugby. There's rugby union, which we all know the popular rugby. Um, it is played in the Olympics. You see the guys running against each other, scrumming, get guys getting lift up to catch a ball. That's the popular rugby. It was started in private schools. But I play and I own a Cleveland Rugby League. Rugby League is different. There's six tackles to try to score. The points are different. The guys are more faster, more fit. I would definitely say that rugby league is a, a sport next to the NFL for, you know, being one of the toughest sports. And, you know, it's a big difference, but I love rugby league because it's it's a gritty, you know, nasty sport. They really call it the poor man's sport, but I honestly think that the, the way the sport is so gritty, it believes it belongs here in Cleveland. How much uh, more of an emphasis does it place on, you know, the speed and the agility uh, in the league versus uh, the first form, the more widely accepted, I guess? So I'll, I'll put this out there to... In my opinion, the more widely accepted form of rugby, rugby union, I'll say it's more boring. I'll say you, you look at it, the guys can keep the ball or the ladies can keep the ball for a whole time. Yeah. It's different in rugby league. You have to score. You have to kick the ball back. Everybody gets the ball at an equal amount of time. So it's just more exciting. It's a faster game, more faster guys, and you're just seeing the best athletes. Just think of Nick Chubb. Yeah. Think of Miles Garrett playing rugby. That's <laughs> what rugby league is, those guys. Oh, my gosh. And there are people that big to play yes yeah, so the most popular form of rugby league is played in australia which is the nrl national rugby league and also in the united kingdom uh, the super league and uh how big would some of the dimensions be of some of those guys the guys are really like you know six four two seventy five like miles is yes you get guys like that actually we had a guy i forget his name his name is jordan he played for an nrl team in australia and he got a chance to play as a left tackle or right tackle for the philadelphia eagles so oh, you know sizes yes. sizes definitely vary as you see you had a, a a smaller guy in jerry hayne who got a chance to play for um i believe the san francisco 49ers and even a smaller guy to him victor uh Valentine, actually, Valentine Holmes, who played for the New York Jets, who was from Australia also. So you get those guys from different ranges. But as you see, they're the guys who are getting that transition from rugby league to NFL. Okay, so we're talking league now, and you're a guy from Cleveland, Ohio, with a history of football. Yes. Um, how has it been trying to get this set up and, and get it more popular with and more people in, interested in it well it's it's a foreign sport so i'll be honest it's been tough you know mm -hmm. i've been playing rugby league for the past seven years and um in the in the family of it so i know how tough it is but i'm the person that's just not scared to pierce the community with rugby league i can remember the time on social media where people didn't see me in football equipment anymore it was more of the short shorts and the tight jerseys and people didn't understand that but as more i just started traveling the more i started doing it the more i started teaching the kids i could see the transition of people just calling me oh the rugby guy or that's the rugby guy when i was an all-american in football and yeah. I almost made it to the nfl in football so i could see the transition but it's definitely been hard even for gaining you know players here to transition from the sport of rugby to rugby league so it's all it's all in one you know it comes with the territory but you know i'm the perfect guy 
for it. I think the real way to get this sport going is the kids, and you've got strategy for that. Yes. Start us up on how, how that's going. So as you see, it's kind of difficult to get, you know, grown men in their, you know, out of my, out of my, what I want to try to say. Let's see. It's difficult to get grown men out of their tendencies of playing the sport that they've been playing all their life, as sure. it was for me playing football all my life. So. Well, why I, were you so open to rugby? I was open to rugby because I needed the opportunity. Okay. You know, I was, it was a. I had to balance out the pros and cons. You know, rugby, I was able to travel, go to different countries, play different against different people from different countries. And then with uh, with football, I really didn't get the opportunity to travel and everything like that. But the main thing with, like I was getting to, uh, it's, it's tough to get grown men, you know, to change their decisions on life. So I feel like it was easier to, you know, gain the attention of the kids and let them know about rugby, rugby league. There's different opportunities where you can play in high school, you can play in college, Mm -hmm. you can also travel overseas. So I think it was more appealing to the kids, but in the all, the all mastermind of it, I knew in the next five to 10 years, if I can get the kids involved with rugby league, I knew that everyone will see how important this game could be for this city and for this state, you know? So what's your plan? I, you, 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 you get the kids in, but you still obviously have to have the sport be viable mm-hmm. on the competitive level right now here in 2022 Yes. and 23. So the goal is for our next home game here in Cleveland, when it's good weather, we definitely we have partnered with ESPN Cleveland to gain coverage. But what we want to do is have a game with uh, the men's. We want to have a match with the women's. And we also want to have a match in between those women's and men's games of, of, the, of the Little Rockers. Those are the youth kids. So we want to just have the any type of event that we have here, or a game or a match, we want to make it a festival to get everybody involved, parents, the kids, the youth, the players, because this is what is going to have to happen just to gain the attraction and, and the people to be at the events. Now, you also came up with a game that's kind of part and parcel mm-hmm. to nice. the game of rugby itself. And, it, and, you know, a lot of people would say like basketball yes. or, you know, yes. if you've seen the movies. But this this is you're serious about this. Yes. And this could be something that could be implemented by kids. Yes. And then they they use the 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 principles of it yes. to play the game itself. Yes. What is it? You're correct. So the name of the game is called Bobby. Bobby is where bowling meets rugby, okay? <laughs> so it's, you're using a rugby league ball, and you have two platforms. You can think of the concept corn, kind of like cornhole, where you have the two platforms. Yep. But on the platforms, you have five bowling pins, and the object of the game is you play five for five minutes. The person who knocks down the most pins or all the pins first wins the game. Okay. But the whole thing is to get a ball, a rugby ball, inside the hands of you know kids, adults, um, seniors, and just throwing the ball in the same motion you would do in the game, and that's how we're going the game also. And how is that, how are you taking, how are the kids taking to oh, that? Oh, um, my first time um, launch, launching the game was at a rugby tournament for high school kids, and it was awesome. We launched it at Notre Dame College. Uh, everybody was asking where could they buy this, um, <laughs> where, where it's going to be at the next event. So it was definitely a hit. We even got the chance for um, Josh Cribs and his wife Maria to Maria. come in here you know, to play the game at the headquarters. So it's definitely been a hit. I can't wait to have more festivals and more time for, you know, schools or events to lock in with me. But the goal of that is to also have a warehouse. I want to have a warehouse full of Bobby boards and just for people to have the opportunity to also play the game. Or you could take the game to various venues, maybe maybe bars or restaurants that have outdoor uh, terraces and things of that nature. Yes, that's correct. We also have flyers uh, for that for rental, rental purposes also. Very cool. So you really are looking at all the aspects of it, but you've got to make the game more popular. What are some other ideas or strategies that you may be employing 
to try to, to get people thinking about this game? Well, the first thing I also did was I, I made a book, um, the ABCs of Rugby League for the kids. But it's for the kids, but you can learn this from six months to 66 years old. It has the ABCs, but with every letter it has a terminology or a word that you need to know about Rugby League. Um, I'm doing that just to get the uh, – that is the way to get the game and people thinking about the game in the schools, in the hands of everyone. Another venture I would like to do, this is more for the adults, is uh, Bobby and Bruce. You know, uh, rugby is big on the social side of things. People love to, to drink. And I think if you collab the two with Bobby and Bruce, it could be an awesome thing also. So we're doing a lot of things. We're hosting sponsorship events at the headquarters where we have our youth training for rugby. Uh, we, it's really with us, there's no rock that goes unturned. Like Everything we're trying to do is based off rugby league. It's based off fit, fitness, and we're really big on mental health. Um, you know, Definitely with the kids, You know, we make sure in the schools that you know, we used rugby, volleyball, pickleball, whatever it is. We use it as a vehicle to let these kids know that you know, mental health is important, physical health is important, your wellness and everything. And then my last venture off, this is my last venture to help grow the game of rugby league. Another uh, sport that's growing in America that's one of the fastest also is pickleball. Yeah. So we're going to create a Cleveland Rugby League pickleball club. I also have a pickleball club called Paddle Up, which is going to be inside the schools pretty soon and also for adults. But to get the game going for Cleveland Rugby League, we're going to have a pickleball club with inside the club. Do you sleep? Um, yes, I was about <laughs> two to three hours and I was <laughs> I But do. you're always, you're con I guess my point is you're constantly thinking of ways to to promote this. So it's, it's I wouldn't say it's an obsession, but it's, it's a passion. It is. It is a passion. Um, and this just, I used to be a, a gym rat. I was always in the gym thinking, I have to get stronger, I have to get stronger. But now my new gym is um, audio books, reading books, and you know different interviews, just listening in and making my brain and my mental just get as strong as my physical. So that's the difference from playing American football. And now even I'm playing rugby league, but me owning a rugby league club has really opened my mind and expanded it. And a big proponent for you is engaging the kids and you you've kind of described it in some ways but you know using yourself as a vessel yes of, of the big that. guy right yes. so give me an idea as to you know your thought process in that and your faith and what's driving you well that's um it's really not i'm not even gonna say crazy it's really uh that's god speaking because that's my nickname for myself is the vessel you know i really think that um i'm doing everything that you know i was brought here for i'm using all my good positive things to do sure. that so it's really uh i can go on and on about that this this is a great question but the, the main thing i really want is um Growing up, I didn't have that guidance. Um, I didn't have that mentorship. My parents were in my life with you know, work and everything that was going on. I really didn't have that person that can help me or that big brother that can put me there. So with that being said, I'm not a selfish person. You know, I'm, I'm about the community and the kids. I wanted to be that person to you know kids around all around the world you know not just here in cleveland or ohio but you know united kingdom australia i wanted to be that mentor or that person where they can just go to my instagram or social media and just look at my page and say okay he he's up at this time he's doing something or that guy that you can just call and say hey monte 
I'm looking for my next steps in life. Can you just give me some advice? Or just somebody who looks at my YouTube channel every morning or somebody who's going to be listening to this interview. You know, right. I just want to be that motivation for whoever, you know, that kid, that, you know, the senior, that adult who needs that next step in life or who just needs that inspiration, that motivation just to go get it. So you believe in the you are only as strong as how often or how much you can lift someone else up? I, I believe that. Theory. I believe that. Definitely. Feeling. I believe that. I definitely believe that because, um, you know, I'm, I'm just not a selfish person. I know it's more I know it's more to it than my name or, or with me. You know, I know there's people looking at me. I know I, I re represent some things. I know I represent, you know, family members and everything. So I just hold myself accountable on things. Monte, who was like the Monte Gaddis for you when you were a kid? You mentioned your folks were busy doing what they had to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone in the community, a mm -hmm. coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say that for me, I'll definitely, like I said, my, my grandparents, my mom, everybody was there for me, so I won't put it like that, but somebody that I can definitely, uh, two people that I can say that was really there for me and still there for, to me to the, for this day is um, Coach Mike from the George Moreau All-Stars and Coach Lundy from Cleveland Central Catholic. Uh, they're both still in the community doing great things. These are both guys I can call. These are both guys who still um, cheer me on to keep doing the same thing, and if you had those guys right here in front of you, they would be saying the same thing that I've been consistent in what I've been doing i've always been a leader for whatever team i play for being a captain and it's just uh it's just very sincere and genuine i just re really appreciate you for asking these questions because uh i'm at i'm not at the time i'm not at the time where i'm looking for that big shot or that you know that nfl opportunity now yeah. i'm just re really looking for the opportunity for exposure now to let people know what i'm doing what i'm involved in and how you know you your kid your grandparent whoever it is can be you know motivated from my story well i see the passion and i understand it's coming from a genuine place mm -hmm. versus you know as you mentioned and some people can be you know what's in it for me how can i benefit from this i'm looking right over your shoulder to the little leagues yes. explain to our listeners what that what what that is okay it's so another program for kids yes another program for kids so the little leagues the little leagues came about um in 2021 once i got into the schools for teaching the kids rugby that program was called the little rockers i see how you know that spread like wildfire and i i see how people you know, wanted other sports and everybody wants to be active. I see that there was young ladies in the Little Rockers, but it wasn't enough. So I, I came up with a couple more sports to be in called uh, the Little League. So I changed the names from the, the Little Leagues, I mean the Little Rockers to the Little League. So now you have rugby, which is the Little Rockers. Now you have hockey, which is the Little Hockeys. You have <laughs> volleyball, which is the Little Volleys. And now you have, pat, I mean, sorry, pickleball, which is the little paddles. Okay, so okay. we're doing different things. We're trying to grow each of these sports. Each of these sports are not as big in the, you know, elementaries or middle schools. So I think we're doing a great thing of just getting kids active. But like I said, using the sport as a vehicle to let these kids know there's more things in life to look at. So things are looking up, and you've got great designs on getting, uh, giving kids kids avenues to, to be successful. And that's probably just one of the one of the big reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Yes, yes, you know, you're correct on that. I really, I really believe in that, and that's the reason why I keep it going. It just keeps me motivated to know, to, to know that kids are looking up to me. It's amazing for me to go to a school, you know, get there early for teaching rugby or teaching volleyball, and the kids are just saying, hey, Coach Monte, hey, we're ready. <laughs> hey, we love I'm just like, that. That's that's what I do it for. You know, that's what I do it for. Now, we all often see in some of the sports around the world these Netflix specials, 
or mm-hmm. Amazon Prime specials. There was the one on the New Zealand. Mm. Uh, did you see that? It was. Do you think that's been influential on people understanding more about the game or the personalities that play the game of rugby? Yes. Um, since we got on that Netflix, I definitely think that um, definitely helped. But I think it needs to be more. I mean, we're talking here. Maybe we can set up something or talk to somebody to get this going because people need to see um, things within our community, within the U.S. We don't see what's going on in the U.S. about rugby or rugby league. We need mm-hmm. to show that you know, we have men, we have women, and there's also kids that can be involved in this sport. And this sport is not, it's, it's a sport. We're using that as a vehicle for a lot of different things, you know, after school programs, um, Bobby events, uh, different things to bring the community together and to grow the game at the same time. Boy, you really gave me some great insights and, and it's it's been it's been a real pleasure uh, sitting down and chatting with you. I wish you nothing but the best, uh, Monte, in all the various endeavors that you have. So uh, go out there and conquer the world, my friend. Thank you, and I really appreciate it. Um, for everybody out there, it feels great to sit with a legend. I know everybody was <laughs> asking. Yes, it feels great. And um, I really appreciate these questions. Um, as I'm talking to you, I'm just thinking about you know, my answer, and it's really just keeping me motivated myself. So thank you for this. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks very much to Monte for opening up his headquarters to myself as we sat down and had our nice little chat. Hope you enjoyed it. And of course, we are very welcome to any kind of feedback that you may have on the podcast. You can go to our email at jrtelich at yahoo.com and certainly look forward to any impacts that you may have as far as opinions and what have you on the podcast. And as per usual, if you're on one of the platforms that sends those podcasts out into the uh, internet world, as it were, kindly uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Any help you can give would certainly be appreciated. Thanks again to Monte Gaddis, and thank you for your listening here on this podcast episode. We look forward to bringing you the next one right here on Tellage Talks.